Obviously, we are not ending this topic today. And I must confess to you that I don't know when we are going to end it. But I do believe that God is doing a work. And that's why he's bringing this word at this time to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2 is our anchor text. I would rush to say all that the Lord will permit me to say and then leave the service. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. Please, let's take it from verse 1. Follow after love or after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit. Somebody say, in the spirit. He speaketh mysteries. The power of bringing in the spirit. When we pray in the spirit... We are not just speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is an aspect of it. But we are praying, setting the Lord before us. The psalmist said in Psalm 16 and verse 8, said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be moved. Over and over, I have said that it is possible to speak in tongues and not pray in the Spirit. So get it right. Our mouth could be tonguing away when our mind is somewhere else. We are not focused on the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. But when we focus on him and we pray, whether in the understanding or in speaking in tongues, we are praying in the spirit. Paul the apostle said in 1 Corinthians 14, he said, what then? I will pray with the understanding. I will pray also with the spirit. Verse 15, 1 Corinthians 14, 15. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. So when you pray in the understanding, it doesn't mean that you are praying in the flesh. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. So you can sing with your Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, singing in the Holy Ghost, and you can speak with the understanding, like we did a few minutes ago, singing in English. And that was not singing in the flesh, that's also singing in the spirit. So I want you to get it right. Every time we get it right, listen, every time we pray in the spirit, something happens. It is not a waste of time. It is not a religious obligation like it's been reduced to. The reason we don't get as much result as we should is because we haven't learned to do it right. Many have wasted time in the place of prayer. They called it prayer, but it's mind wandering, soul traveling. You are in one place, maybe on your knees, and your mouth is speaking in tongues, but your mind is somewhere else. You're thinking of the contracts that you're pursuing. You're thinking of the money that somebody has promised you, and you are there one hour. Your mind is on that money, but your tongue is moving. That can be said, it can be described as praying in the spirit. 
But every time we are able, by the help of the Holy Spirit, to pray in the Spirit, many things happen. There are many attendant blessings. There are many attendant benefits to praying in the Spirit. Number one, I shared with us a couple of weeks ago, is that mysteries are unraveled. I shared with us also that when we pray in the Spirit, number two, direction comes. Number three, when we pray in the Spirit, as we should, we become bold and courageous to face life. And I told us last week how that by redemption, we are lions in Christ. It is our heritage to be bold and to be courageous as lions. We are not like the children of Ephraim. Psalm 78 and verse 9 says, The children of Ephraim, being armed, turn back in the day of battle. Number four, which is what I want to share with us today, is that when we pray in the Spirit, strange dimensions of the gifts of the Spirit are unlocked. When we pray in the Spirit, strange dimensions, and I'm going to show you some strange things that happened in the Bible this morning, and the things that God wants to do in our lives and through our lives, strange order of events. You see, the Christian life is not supposed to be a normal, normal, casual, ordinary life. We are not supposed to be ordinary people. We are the people redeemed by the blood of Jesus. He shed his blood. He died to redeem us back to the Father. Therefore, you can't tell me that he did all of that for us to be ordinary. We were ordinary. We are not supposed to remain ordinary. There are certain things that should be happening in our lives that should be strange to the people around us. Positively so. And when I say strange, I mean positively strange. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the Bible, Paul the Apostle by the help of the Holy Spirit, began to introduce us to the gifts of the Spirit. There are fruits of the Spirit, but there are also gifts of the Spirit. And maybe in this church we haven't really spoken much about the gift of the Spirit, but we'll be doing that in our Bible studies um, just a few weeks to come. Can we look at 1 Corinthians 12? Thank you. And Okay, verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. Now go to verse 7. Verse 7, quickly. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. I want everybody to be reading their Bible. So bring out your Bible. Don't look at my handsome face. I know my face is handsome, but glory be to God. Bring out your Bible. And I want you to be reading from your Bible. Now, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now, this is not just talking about personal profit. This is, first of all, talking about us bringing profit to the kingdom of God. And then in the process of doing that, we also profit. We also record personal profit. Can I have an amen? Verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. Now, these are two different things. The word of wisdom, for example, shows you what to do. When you are in a situation... Now, all of us as human beings have had challenges in our lives. And maybe some of us do have challenges right now where we don't know what to do. From time to time, you'll find yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do. 
and you're so desperate for a solution. The solution is encapsulated in wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. The Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. In all you're getting, get wisdom. It didn't say money. It says wisdom. That's why in James 1.5, the Lord promised, he said, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and upbraided not, and he will give it to him. Because wisdom is the principal thing in life. People think that money is their problem. So if they can make enough money, all their problems will be over. All for them to make the money and still feel empty. All for them to make the money and end up committing suicide. So many billionaires feel very empty. Because there is a vacuum in every human heart that only God can fill, not money. Some have given themselves over to sex. Let me just have sex and have sex and have sex. Maybe I'll be fulfilled. But then all for them to have what is called frustration after every episode. Something by doing drugs, they will be satisfied in life. They are trying to find fulfillment in life. And they do drugs and do drugs until they wind up in the mental hospital. No fulfillment. Because that void in the human soul can only be occupied by God. So when you have a situation, you need the wisdom of God. Somebody say, I need the wisdom of God. Somebody say, I need the wisdom of God. So now, imagine what happens when you come to church. And as we had a wonderful worship session this morning, a sister had a word from the Lord, and she came up here and said, excuse me, please, I have a word from the Lord. And she got the microphone. She was given the microphone, and then she held the microphone and said, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thus yet the Lord. There is someone here. You're going through a situation. The Lord says to tell you, so, so, and so, and so, and so is what to do because he's coming for you. He wants you to prepare. He wants you to wait on him. Here is a word for you. Here is a word for the moment. And then she goes. If you're the one in that situation, you'll be so glad because you're looking for a solution. There is also what is called the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge brings it closer home. <laughs> the word of knowledge is, okay, in the Nigerian setting, we have word of knowledge and word from knowledge. So let me quickly tell you the difference. Word from knowledge is when a minister is coming to a particular church, is a guest minister, and then does his underground research. And says, okay, is there anybody that is believing God for the fruit of the womb? And says, yeah, there's a sister. Say, what's her name? And then they get the data. People do this. It's very funny and very ungodly and very unscriptural. Give me her name. Can you give me her phone number? Give me her address. And then the man of God comes on that day. Who is Sister Cynthia Magenta? And then there's a sister whose name is Cynthia Magenta. <laughs> Today is your day. I tell you, she will start shivering where she is. Um, your phone number, thank you, Holy Spirit, is 0802. I'm browsing you in the realm of the spirits. 335 3723. The lady would almost pass out where she is. No, 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 don't shout here, don't shout. And the whole church is screaming because you know, sister Cynthia Magenta, you, you are believing God for, for, for the fruit of the womb. The church will be crying, oh, oh God, thank you for this divine visitation. Finally, our time is here. Mm. 
Let me tell you your address. Your address is number 14, Shawan Jagumbade Avenue, New Bodija Estate. She will run here and start rolling on the floor, and she'll be crying. Now, you would assume that that is a word of knowledge. No, that is a word from knowledge. A word of knowledge will be revealed by the Holy Spirit. Not a word from the knowledge that you have gathered about her. A lot of Nigerian fraudsters do that. And it's not just a Nigerian thing. Anyway, it happens overseas too. Information gathering to make it appear like it is real. You know why there is fake? There is fake because there is an original. Hmm, somebody didn't come to church. I said there is fake because there is an original. Let me ask you, have you ever seen a fake 2,000 naira note before? Anybody here? 2,000 naira note fake? Have you seen it before? You know why you haven't seen it? Because there is no original. But have you seen a fake 1,000 naira note? Fake 500 naira note? Why? Because there is original. The reason the enemy is able to fake some things is because there is an original in God which the children of God have failed to harness. The question about power in the church is never about whether there is still power in the church. Power is available in the church, but God's children are not exercising themselves enough to be able to connect to the power that is available. Is there Wi-Fi in this room this morning? I can guarantee you 100% Wi-Fi is available in this room right now. The reason you are not able to browse right now, number one, is because a service is ongoing. Number two, because you are not connected. The moment you connect, you will see the bars that there is Wi-Fi in this room. The power of God is available. But how many of God's children are willing to exercise themselves to say, Lord, use me for your glory? And among those who are crying, use me. Many are saying, use me because they want to be big in the eyes of men. God is checking our hearts and checking your motive. Why do you want the power of God? To one is given the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. Let's move on very quickly. For to one, to another, faith by the same spirit. Now somebody might say, well, faith, that means not everybody has faith. Since faith is a gift of the spirit, don't get it wrong. Every believer, 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 if you're a believe, believer, that is, you believe, it means you have faith. Romans 12, 3. I say by the grace of God that is given to me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself too highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt unto every man the measure of faith. Church, say with me this morning, the measure of faith. Say to your neighbor, you have. Change it, say you already have. The measure of faith that you need. Turn to another neighbor. Say, neighbor, I want you to know that you already do have the measure. Tell them, not a measure. You have the measure of faith that you need. All the faith that you need to walk with God. All the faith that you need to do miracles. All the faith that you need to do whatever. You already have it. Whether you now use it or not depends on you. It is foolish and unscriptural to say, Lord, give me more faith. No. God will say, son, you already have the measure of faith. 
if you now begin to exercise it, then you begin to see results. Your faith is like your muscle. Pastor, I don't know why God doesn't answer my prayers. Whatever I pray for in my life, a lady told me some time ago, God doesn't give it to me until I go out and hustle for it myself. I said, you haven't learned, you have never been taught in your life how to use your faith. Start using your faith for simple things, even things you can afford. Very simple, as simple as, Lord, what do I wear today? As simple as, what route do you want me to take? As simple as, okay, Lord, I have a little pain in my body, but I want to exercise my faith to get my healing. Many Christians live and die without ever using their faith. So when a big challenge comes, now they want to start using their faith. How can you use your faith to cure cancer when you have never used it to cure headache? How come you are believing God for a life partner? You have never believed God for, 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 for five naira, for 15 naira donuts. Lord, I'm hungry today. I'm trusting you. I really desire to eat donuts and I'm trusting you that I'm going to have it. You have never. Somebody's trusting God for a thousand pounds. Have you ever trusted God for one pound before? I believe God will give me 10 million this year. 10 million. Have you ever believed God for 1,000? Lord, I, I don't have anything, but I trust you. I will go to work. I'll do all I have to do. But I know if anything comes today, it must have come from you. That is using your faith. That is exercising your faith. That's why there's always a difference between guys who go to gym and those who don't. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, those who don't, do they have muscles? No, no, no. Those who don't go to gym, do they have muscles? Yes, they do. It is there, dormant, flaccid, flabby, tired, looking feminine. Some guys can't wear armless. Their arm is like chewing stick. Come on, tighten up. As I'm preaching, I'm exercising myself. Glory be to God. But don't, don't do my own kind of exercise. Go to the gym and, and tighten up, tighten up, tighten up, tighten up. Got to tighten up. Tell your neighbor, say, tighten up a little bit. Do, do you realize also that every time you're praying in the Holy Ghost, you're pumping iron? I love the way they say it in America. They say, I, I got to pump iron. I got to pump iron, man. You got to pump iron. That's why you see everybody, almost everybody, everybody's having some kind of biceps and triceps and, and six packs. But of course, they have a lot of people who don't have that. It's about whether you exercise yourself or not. It's not about God loving someone above someone else. You don't pray muscle into someone. Tosin, come. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask that you release muscles to him. Let him have six packs. Does it work that way? No, this guy has to go to the gym. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? He's got to pump iron. That's what Jude told us in Jude 20. He said, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How? Somebody's pushing 50 kg. In the spirit, you are exercising yourself. That is when you begin to walk in strange dimensions. People want to walk in strange dimensions. But they don't want to give it what it takes. It takes something, baby. It really does. Don't let those hyper-grace preachers deceive you. And say, well, you're talking about works. That's works. That's performance. All right. Sit down and be eating pizza. And let the devil be dancing on your head. You go to bed in the night. They feed you in the dream. You have sex in the dream. You steal money in the dream. You, see, you are given money in the dream. You get married in the dream. You have baby in the dream. Everything is in the dream. I've had nasty dreams in my life. Sometimes, when I, well, some time ago, years ago, when I was much younger, sometimes I could find myself actually 
like jumping from from a story building <laughs> very weird and in the dream i will not wear slippers and back in the day mokola roads were not yet tarred so it was dusty it was it was it, was, it had a lot of stones and pebbles so before touching down i'd already start i start feeling the pain crazy dreams or you just see a masquerade chasing after you in the dream crazy dreams but those days are gone can i have an amen if you even have a stupid dream, now you get up and deal with it. Because now you know how to deal with it. But you beloved, what do you do? Pumping iron. Building up yourself. The word build is the same word that the Jewish people use for charge. To charge your battery, to charge your phone. When your mobile phone is being used extensively, your battery begins to go down. What do you do to your battery when it's going down? You say, Lord, I speak to my battery, oh battery, I speak life. You're gonna live and not die, my battery. I speak life. Don't you give up the fire for your life. My phone, iPhone. You shall live and not die. It will surely die. The solution to it not dying is to go look for a socket, baby. Am I right about that? And you get yourself a connector. That thing they call, we connect, they call connector in America is what they call charger in Nigeria. Whether it is called connector or charger, get that thing, put it in your phone, connect to power source, and boom, power will flow. Can I have an amen? amen. You need God's power flowing into you. You cannot afford to be ordinary. Peter wasn't ordinary. Jesus wasn't ordinary. He's still not ordinary. Paul wasn't ordinary. How come you are ordinary? How come? They are not even afraid to mess around with you. They are not afraid to sit next to you. They are, they are now dancing on your head. Let's look at this gift quickly. Let me finish up. The next gift. So every man has faith, but this is talking about the gift of special faith. Alright? Verse 9. 1 Corinthians 12. To another the gift of healing by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another descending of spirits. To another diverse kind of tongues. To another the interpretation of tongues. These gifts are nine in number. They've been categorized into three. First category, we call them the gift that sees something. Second category, the gift that says something. And then third category, the gift that do something. I'm going to teach that in Bible study a couple of weeks from now. So if you want to learn, come to Bible study. Can I have an amen? Verse 11, it says, But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. In other words, you are not the one to make it happen. You cooperate with the Holy Spirit, then he makes it happen. It makes it happen. And in the last verse of that chapter, verse 31, Paul the apostle encouraged the church. He said, but covet earnestly the best gifts and yet show you I a more excellent way. What, is, what are the best gifts or what is the best gift? Is it the word of wisdom? Is it the word of knowledge? Is it the gift of faith? Is it working of miracles? Is it uh, uh, prophecy? Is it diverse kind of tongues? Is it interpretation of tongues? Which one are we going to describe as the best gift? I shared with the church a couple of weeks ago. The best gift is the gift or are the gifts that you need right now. Somebody said the one I need right now. Or the ones I need right now. 
Because sometimes you need a combination. You need more than one. For example, if somebody dies in, an, in a motor accident and their skull is broken and then they suffered internal uh, hemorrhage, they bleed internally and whatever, whatever, and then they just pass on. And then you get on the scene and you say, no, this person is not going to die. Father, in the name of Jesus, this person is too young to die. I speak life and I command life to come back into him. Now, at such a moment that you are ministering to that person, you need at least two gifts. Number one, do you need interpretation of tongues at such a moment? Come on, talk to me, church. I have just a few minutes, so, 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 so talk to me. Do you need diverse kinds of tongues? Now, now, do you need the gift of prophecy at that time? But do you need the gift of healing at that time? Do you need the working of miracles at that time? Miracles to bring them back, healing to put them back together. Because miracles can bring them back to life, but you don't want them walking on the road with an open skull. Healing and miracles. The gifts you need right now to minister to anyone is the best gifts. As I'm preaching to you this morning, I need certain gifts. I need the word of wisdom. I need the word of knowledge. I need the working of miracles. I need all the gifts that I can get. <laughs> Hallelujah. The best one is the one you need right now. But then Paul said something. He said, I'll show you a more excellent way. What can be more excellent? What is that way that can be more excellent? Then he introduced us to 1 Corinthians 13. I want you to understand that the Bible was not written in chapters and verses. It was the people that put it together, that put the chapters and verses for ease of reading and comprehension. So, if you look at the beginning, the introduction, is the epistle of Paul to the church at Corinth. It was one letter that he wrote. It's called an epistle because it's very long. <laughs> he wrote it and then people put them together in chapters and verses. So it was the same line of thought as he was talking in 1 Corinthians 12, introducing us, telling us not to be ignorant of the gift of the Spirit. He now ended that particular chapter saying, let me show you a more excellent way. And then the next chapter begins with love. Somebody say love. Oh, come on. Somebody say love. Are you in love this morning? Don't worry, you talk about love tomorrow. But let me talk about agape. The kind of love that the world knows is probably filio and uh, arrows and all this uh, kind of thing. But agape is what I know, and that is the God kind of love which all of us must seek to walk in. When the Bible tells us to walk in love, it is the agape love, the God kind of love. The love that drives you to the hospital to pray for the sick. I shared a story in the first service. I didn't finish it. I just remembered now. Okay, but let's see this very quickly. Though, come on, let's read together. One, two, go. Though I speak with the tongues of men. Is this still talking about speaking in tongues? Yes, he is. But then he's now, he's now joining it together. He's dovetailing into love. So there must be a strong connection between your speaking in tongues and the love of God in your heart. If there is no love of God in your heart, baby, and you're speaking in tongues, whether the tongues of men or the tongues of angels, Paul the Apostle said by the Holy Ghost is a waste of time. Uh, and love is very scarce in this world. And I'll tell you why. The darkness is getting darker. 
That's why you see people murder fellow human beings. A boy was in the news in this past week, 17-year-old boy, who murdered someone for money rituals. Do you know the process it takes to kill another human being? Can you stand the trauma to see that you are inflicting pain on someone and gradually, gradually till they actually yield and give up the ghost? Could that be an act of love? Let's look here. Paul said, though I speak with the tongues of men, so there are tongues of men, Somebody say tongues of men. There are sometimes we are speaking in tongues, but we are speaking the tongues of men. Now, we don't know. Because it's not a language that you have learned or you have been taught in school. Forget it. Duolingo has not taught you. Duolingo cannot teach you the dialect of Iburupa, Koko, Ondo State, Nigeria, where I come from. You can't find that on Duolingo. It is not on Duolingo. I can, I can promise you that. I know my language. And I know it's not on Duolingo. And where do you... I've just spoken my language to you now. You don't even know what I've said. <laughs> now, it is not tongues to me because I know it. I speak it. But if I meet a British man who has never been to Nigeria, who has never been taught Nigerian language, who is in the place of prayer and is beginning to tell God, and where you and whatever, 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 and it goes on and on, I'm, I'm going to be like, hey, come, come, sir, uh, can I get your attention? He said, yeah. Have you ever been to Africa? No. Have you ever been to Ondo State, Nigeria? No, I've never been to Africa. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know the way to Africa. How come you're speaking not just my language, you're speaking my dialect? I'm Yoruba. So there is general Yoruba language. That's all. That's what we all speak. But do you realize that in Yoruba language there are many di dialects? If you come to Ondo State, for example, Akoko, where I come from, there is Iboropa Akoko, there is Ugwe Akoko. Now, there's Ikari Akoko, there's Akumba Akoko. You see, all of those Akokos, they don't speak the same language. We all speak Yoruba, but our dialects are different. Go to Ogun State. You will realize that the Ijebus are different from the Egbas. Go to Delta. The Shekiris are most likely different from the Urobos. Now, go to uh, other parts of Nigeria. Different languages, different dialects. Those are tongues of men. German, French, those are tongues of men. So the apostle said, though I speak with the tongues of men, level one, or level two, the tongues of angels, there are also tongues of angels which are unintelligible to man. Paul the apostle wrote in one of the epistles, he said, I know a man that was caught up to the third heavens, and he heard words which man is not permitted to speak. Mm -hmm. We leave that for some other time. Now, he said, so whether it is tongues of men or tongues of angels, but I don't have love in my heart, I am like a sounding brass. A sounding brass or tinkling cymbal. Does it make any sense? 
That's what you're doing. Rakata kata yebobobo rabado rebaba ribaba masuka masuka yegeba basuka masuka suzuki malakaba ekabala ya kawasaki onda onda sa kolobo segaba buri star ha eniken ho enikani oh lord that's what we do many many times there is no love in your heart sister it's a waste of time there is no love in your heart brother it's a waste of time. So there is a strong connection between your prayer life and your love life. The two of them must come into sync to produce results. When you begin to produce results, that's when revelation will flow. That's when boldness and courage will come. That's when direction will come. You will know what to do. That is when what I'm talking about this morning will come. Strange things will begin to happen. Are you with me, church? Do your research. Almost everywhere the Bible refers to speaking in tongues, either before or after, you would find something about love. Let's go back to the words of Paul the Apostle. Go to 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 1. See what he said in 1 Corinthians. After he said everything in chapter 13 about love, look at chapter 14, next chapter, verse 1. Quickly, please, media. Now, he says, follow after what? Follow after what? Yeah, that's love. Somebody say love. Follow after what? Love and then desire spiritual gifts. Go to the next verse, verse 2. Then they began to talk about speaking in tongues. Love, speaking in tongues. Love, speaking in tongues. Go to the book of Jude, Jude chapter 20. Jude chapter 1, sorry, I said chapter 20. It has only one chapter, verse 20. Jude 20. Jude 20. Now, let's read it together from God's word. Jude 20. Jude 20. Jude has only one chapter, verse 20. Verse 20. Maybe my English is a bit awkward. Alright, let's go. One, two, go. But you, beloved. Church, let me hear you this morning. One, two, go. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Keep yourselves where? That's verse 21. How come he's talking about speaking in tongues, building yourself, praying in the Holy Ghost, and the next thing is talking about keeping yourself in the love of God? Because they always work together. See, church, when God sees that there is genuine love in your heart for the unsaved, it will begin to release his power into your life because you will bring him glory. You will bring him profit. Remember we read that 1 Corinthians 12, 7. It says the manifestation of the Spirit is for every man to profit without. That is, to bring profit to the kingdom of God. There is a lot of darkness in your school. God knows the ladies are beginning to hold hands like they don't care. Lesbianism is on the rise in our universities. Drug abuse is on the increase. Ritual killing on the increase. There is too much darkness. If God finds you, finds me, and finds love in our heart, it will begin to release his power through us so that we can help to rescue those people and bring them into the kingdom of God. Can I have an amen? amen. So the hospital visitation ministry of our adult church went to UCA to pray. Sunday afternoon after church, only the love of God can drive you to go and do that. Your HOM may drag you 
and you go by force, God sees your heart, such a service is not acceptable. But if you go because you love God's people, God will flow through you. When they got to that ward, there was a particular military officer there who had leukemia. Now, by the way, leukemia is cancer of the blood. And the man said to his wife, he said, so many people have come to pray in this hospital, in this ward. He said, but I, I connect with these people. If they can come to pray for me, I will be healed. He said that to his wife. You know, many people go to hospitals to pray. Interestingly, some people after praying for people that are about to die, they raise offering from them. Now, we have come from uh, Miracle and Miracle Church, Gorilla and Caterpillar Ministry. We have prayed for you. You should sow back into our lives. If the Lord is leading you, it's not by force, but if the Lord is leading you, you can be a blessing to our ministry. This is our account number. And they begin to raise offering. Some go to motor parks. When you are going to Lagos, they always come. If you, use, if you travel by bus, God delivered me from that years ago. They would come and preach a message that has no title, no heading, no nothing, no middle. They just say something, just say something for talking's sake. And when they are done talking, say, um, so please, before this bus moves now, anybody that wants to give offering to the Lord, anybody that wants to give to the Lord, shut up, bro. The Lord is not broke. Did you hear me? I said the Lord is not broke. Did you hear me, church people? I said the Lord is not broke. Okay, let me tell you, my God is not broke. All they do is just raise offering, raise offering, raise money, and they don't care, and they walk away. God won't use such people. God will use people who have genuine love for people in their hearts. The love for God and for his people. So this ministry team somehow were led to go and pray for this man who had desired that they should come. They prayed for him and they left. He asked them, what's the name of your church? They told him the Stone Church. Thank you. The man had leukemia. And I know a couple of people who have died of that. It's a crazy, crazy disease. Sometimes they tell people to do bone marrow replacement, which they travel to India to go and do. It's like evacuating the blood from their system and putting fresh blood. Because leukemia is a cancer of the blood. Unless God heals, it, it really doesn't have a cure. Now, you are a medical person. You, you, you have understanding better than me in this field. Has a cure been found for leukemia? No. The man I'm talking to you about, God healed, got discharged, and came to Mokola looking for the stone church. The people that went to pray for him didn't know his condition. They just obeyed the Holy Spirit, praying for him, and then they left. And the Holy Spirit did his work. He's the healer. 
Can I shock you? There was no pastor amongst them. They were just church members with an elder who was heading the ministry who went with them. God wants to do miracles through the hands of the so-called ordinary people like us. God wants to flow. Some of you are nurses or you're going to be practicing as nurses in the future. Don't just put your faith in what you have been taught in school, in the medicine. Do you know you can actually bring the healing power of God to patients who are dying? When people get to a particular stage in their sickness and the doctors have given up on them, they become desperate looking for help, knowing that they, if there is going to be any help, it has to come from above. But do we love them enough to go out and tell them that Jesus loves them? Do we love them enough to go out and tell them that Jesus has actually paid the price and they don't have to pay with their lives anymore? Do we love them that much? Do you love your friends enough to tell somebody this week about Jesus? Do you really love them? If we don't, then let's forget about the power of God being released. Many people want power, but they want it for self-aggrandizement. They want it so that people can see them as big men and women of God. Have you ever heard of Catherine Kuhlman? Here is another Catherine Kuhlman. If I lay hands on you, you fall. Shandala Bahaya. Don't mess with me. Lucian Good morning, Mombroko Tosia La Bahaya. They need to know that the most spiritual girl in UI is a member of the Expression House. Sister, good morning. Nonsense and rascality put together. That man is still alive today. He came to church, gave his testimony, and joined the church. To the glory of God. You want to give God some praise this afternoon? Does God want to do more? Yes. Go to Isaiah 28 and verse 21. I'm wrapping up. Isaiah 28 and 21. Quickly. I want you to see this from your Bible. Your Bible. Your Bible. Isaiah 28 and verse 21. The Lord said, I will arise. For the Lord shall rise up as a man perazim. He shall be wroth as in the valley of Gibeon that he may do his work, his strange work. And bring to pass his act. His strange act. God wants to do a strange work through you and in you. God wants to perform a strange act in you and through you. This is God's mandate. God said, I will arise and do something strange. Something the world is not used to. I want to use you before, beyond, beyond your human frailties and failures and failings. I want to use you beyond yourself. Some of us think the reason we are saved is so that God will bless us and use us for ourselves and use us for our families. But I dare say to you this afternoon, God wants to use you beyond yourself, beyond your family. He wants to use you for your generation and beyond your generation to generations yet unborn. Can I have an amen? amen. But there is a price to pay. You want to see a strange order of events in your life. Come on, Eniola, how come everybody failed that course, but only you passed? How come that lecturer that hates to see the faces of students sees you and melts like wax? 
Can you cut little soap for us? Can you give us a little of the ororo? I've been told both of them. And I've had to tell the people that said to me, I don't have any soap. I don't have any ororo. All I have is Jesus. There is a price to pay. Luke chapter 5. Jesus was teaching in his house. And some friends brought a man that was paralyzed. There was no room to enter Jesus' house. They went to the roof of Jesus. They removed the roof. They removed the tiling. They removed the ceiling. And they lowered that guy right in front of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus saw their faith. What did he see? That means faith is visible. Faith can be seen. Would that be right? Yes, Come on, church. If you're not sleeping, talk to me. Would that be right? Yes, if I were Jesus, I'll be so upset. Do you know how much it cost us to put this roof together? You have come to destroy the roof of my house or of our church. We are saying, Lord, build your church, build your church. Now you have come to destroy the church. I will not let you go for free. You have to give some money to the church so we can fix the roof. But not Jesus. Because his heart is always full of compassion. Ah. You couldn't bring him in. The ushers told them, no room, there's no room. Please, no space, no space, no space. They went up. They made the way where there was no way. They lowered their friend down. I thought it's only God that would make a way where there seems to be no way. Jesus said, son, your sins are forgiven. Then the doctors of the law that were sitting down were like, hey, what's wrong with this guy? Who does he think he is? Who's giving you power to, 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 to forgive sins? Jesus said, hey, I know you guys are reasoning among yourselves whether I have power to forgive sins on earth or not, but to show you that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins, I would now say to the young man, hey, get up. Get up! The guy got up. Yes, sir. Take up your bed. He took his bed. Go home now. Go home. British English. Somebody say, go home. Say, go. Home. Okay, say, go home. That resonates better, right? The guy took his bed. Give me verse 26. When the guy took his bed and was going to go home, they were all amazed. And they glorified God. And were filled with fear, singing, church, shouted out what they said. I can't hear you. They need to hear you online. Now let's do it together. One to go. We have seen strange things today because they've never seen that before. The doctors of the law removed their glasses. We've never seen this before. <laughs> this guy is paralyzed. He's supposed to die from that state. Had to wee-wee on himself unless they got a nurse to fix a catheter. How come Pastor Fred knows so much about medicine? <laughs> he really wanted to study medicine. 
wanted to be a medical doctor, but glory be to God, he's still, he's still some kind of doctor today. <laughs> the guy couldn't go to the toilet by himself. He was meant to die from that state. But Jesus reversed the order. He didn't say, now, you know, he could have healed him and said, friends, come and help him pick his bed. But to show them that when he heals, he heals completely. When you heal, you heal completely. He doesn't do a half job. He says, young man, carry your bed and go to your house. Don't stay in my house. Go to your house. They say, ha, Akbar. We have seen strange things today. In Yoruba, it's called Ema Lukutu Peben Pebe. Oh my God. Some people need interpretation of tongues. Do you know the name of Ema Lukutu Peben Pebe? When you see something you've never seen before, Ema Lukutu Peben Pebe. They said, we have seen strange things today. Listen, how did Jesus do it? How was he able to do it? Let me give you one of the secrets of Jesus. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Quickly, because I'm wrapping up now. Mark 135. Mark 135. Read your Bible. Mark 135. Let's read together. One, two, go. Are you there? Come on. Are you there? All right. Let's read together. One, two, go. And in the morning... Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there. Give me the NIV. Quickly, please, media. God bless you. NIV. Same scripture. Mark 135. NIV. All right. Let's go. Let's go. One, two, go. Very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up left the house and went off to a solitary place where he didn't wake up early in the morning while it was yet dark to check his status updates. Let not your phone become a little god in your life. I charge you, church people, don't let it become an idol that you worship. I'm here preaching and sweating some people are probably fooling with their phone even in the service. I wonder if you ever have a private prayer life. I wonder. I doubt it. Because even in the, an environment of corporate prayers, you are still pressing phone. As if your life is attached to that phone. Cambridge just did, whether Cambridge or Oxford just did a research. Among what they call addictions now is social media addictions. We used to know of sex addiction. We used to know of drug addiction. Now there is social media addiction. Some people will say, please, take my money rather than take my phone. We want the power of God to flow through us. There must be times that you shut down your phone, throw it away, and say, don't destroy my life, and face your God. Gadochi, gadochi. In the day of trouble, it's not your phone that will help you. I've never seen anybody dying in an accident scene. And say, please, please, my phone, my phone. I want to delete some things. Uh, 
No. They don't even know what is going on. When it happens, it happens. Just like that. Borrow yourself some brain and some sense. You want to see strange things happen through your life? There is always a price to pay. Another man who did strange things by the help of the Holy Spirit was Peter. Peter in Acts chapter 2 was filled with the Holy Ghost along with other disciples and they prayed. Chapter 3, they didn't say because Holy Ghost had come in chapter 2, we don't need to pray again. We have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Let me watch African magic. No, by chapter 3, verse 1, they were going to the house of prayer in the hour of prayer. These men walked with Jesus face to face, one on one. We never saw Jesus physically. We see him through our, our spirits. Yet, they were given to prayer. The bane of Christianity today is prayerlessness. I'm praying right. Praying, I'm praying right. Praying, praying right, and continuing to pray. In the hour of prayer, they met this man by the gate, beautiful, whose life was ugly. They brought healing to him. A miracle happened. As a result of that, in chapter 3, they got apprehended. The chief priest, the high priest, the Pharisees, the, 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 the religious leaders of the time, took them and examined them and threatened them because these were the men that killed Jesus. They asked them, in what name did you do this miracle? They said, in the name of Jesus. Peter preached boldly. Then they threatened them and said, don't ever in your life speak again in this name. You can speak, but not in the name. Because they killed the owner of the name. They don't want that name again. And the name is now doing miracles. So it became a problem to them. I wolf don't turn their belly. While I don't wear cocoa shoe. So, keep quiet. Peter said, you judge whether to obey God or to obey you. The Bible said they went back to their own company. Acts chapter 4. When they went back to their own company, did they go there gossiping? If you see the skirt of the high priest. <laughs> my sister, I'm oh, a president here broke. Oh my God. Said I'm a broke high priest. They could have done that. And they would have turned off the power. But when they went back to their own company, they reported the matter to God. The Bible says they went into prayer. They prayed again. I thought they already prayed in Acts chapter 2. I thought they prayed in chapter 3. Well, they prayed in chapter 4 again. They prayed again. And the Bible said the place was shaken where they had prayed. And there was a baptism of love. Nobody had to preach to someone else. Bring what you have. Automatically, love got birth in their heart. And they said, look, we can't afford that some be rich and others be poor in the same church. No. Those of us that have extra, we are going to sell it and bring the money to the apostles' feet. And the apostles began to distribute to everyone as they had need. Okay, brother, what do you need? Ah, uh, sir, I've written jam. I've gained admission. I just need to pay my school fees. How much just school fees? 35,000. Which school? UI. Okay, when you pay school fees, what about new clothes to wear? What about food to eat? What about uh, textbooks and handouts? Eh, sir, I will need another 35,000. Making 70. Okay, we'll give you 80. Because you need transportation to go to church, to, to come to church, to go to school. All right? 80,000 for this session. Is that okay? Yes, sir. All right, brother, what do you need? I've learned fashion designing, sir. I've got a shop, but I've not been able to pay. The rent is 120000 
120,000. Is that all you need? Have you bought machines? I'm still believing God. No, 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 no. You need to buy. Have you cost the machine? Yes, I've cost it, sir. How much? 35,000. How many do you need? Only two, sir. Do you need a sewing machine? Do you need a weaving machine? Do you need a whipping machine? Do you need whatever machine? How much? They gave him how much he needed. The little extra. My dear sister, how much do you need? Well, I've gained scholarship abroad and I've actually I've processed my visa. The only thing I need right now is just flight tickets. Flight tickets? But you need some money as stipend to spend over there. Is it pounds they spend or dollars? Yes, sir, it's actually dollars. Okay? Da, 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 da. They, that was how they met the needs of the church. Those who had extra sold them. Those who had possessions. People sold houses for the gospel. What have you sold? People sold land for the gospel to reach us today. It would have died with them. Ordinary time. Come for Riyasa, Saturday. Give two hours to the Lord. No, I'm too busy. I, 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 Pastor, you don't understand how busy I am. I, 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 am, I, am, I am a programmer. I, I, I debug software i i you know i you know i i will just support the church they willingly brought what they sold and dropped everything at the apostles feet notice i'm in Acts chapter 5 now the apostles didn't command them to go sell their property. There are pastors around the world today who are compelling people. Church doesn't have roof. You are using iPhone. Abby, small time you say, I love you. Get it down! If you say, I love you, Lord, I will command the integrator to slap you. Oh, sorry, daddy. Sorry, daddy. Sorry, daddy. Go and sell it. Bring the money. Come and lay it at the apostles' feet. That didn't happen in the early church. Hello, Sister Yeshua. <laughs> you just dedicated the new car. And you have the guts and the effrontery to call me to dedicate the car. When you know that even your pastor doesn't have a car. Eh? Who should have a car first? These things are happening. There are settings where people are hypnotized. They can't even think. A man wants to have copulation with his wife. He will call pastor. Daddy. Daddy. Those of you that don't speak Yoruba, the Lord help you. It is beyond interpretation. Shall I kiss my wife? Maori, 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 we're in the holy, we're in the week of consecration. Thou shall not kiss our wife. Okay, daddy, yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. I'm not kissing my wife. Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. They don't even have a brain to think anymore. Daddy, what course should I study? Is it engineering? Or medicine. Sufria, 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 sufria. Neither engineering nor medicine. I see on your head a wig, a wig. Ah, daddy, I read sciences. Get out! Go back to GS3. Read from SS1 to SS3. Go to art class. Your field is law. I see a wig on your head. And many people's lives have been put in shambles. People have married the wrong persons all because the prophet said so. It didn't happen in the Acts of the Apostles. Do you know why? Because the Holy Ghost was the one in charge. So it became even suicidal to lie. 
The Holy Ghost was so much in the church that to lie cost Ananias and Sapphira their lives. Because one Barnabas in chapter 4 sold his land and brought it to the apostles and let the whole money at the apostles and they distributed it. Ananias and Sapphira now got an idea. We too, we have extra land. Let's sell it. We need to win an award in church as the most generous couple. I don't know where the idea comes from sometimes. Some people like to show off in the flesh. We will show them. We can give more than that Barnabas. What's, what's his problem? Is his name not Silas? Were we not the ones that son named him Barnabas, meaning the son of consolation? Nothing can come from anywhere and just be the, 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 the largest donor in our church. What nonsense. Safi, say yes, sir. Let's send the land in. We sell the land in Ologweru. Say yes, sir. We sell it. Hello, Valua. Sell the land. 10 million. He brought 10 million. Safio, say yes, sir. We shall give 5 million. We keep 5 million by the side. We will tell the apostles, we sold the land, 5 million. Am I right or right? The owner of the money on my head. The butter in my bread, the cockroach in my cupboard. My Lord, whatever you say. One, women, may you not marry a foolish man. Yes. Two, may you, Gongon, not be foolish. Yes. Men, may you not marry a foolish woman. Yes. You, Gongon, may you not be foolish. Yes. Uh, because if somebody is foolish and the other person is wise, it will still help. But it will cost that wise person extra time. That was what happened to Abigail, the wife of neighbor, that now later became the wife of Uncle David. Uh, the man neighbor was stupid. His name meant stupid. That's me of the, the, the name. Neighbor. They just named me stupid. So he was a stupid man. Ananias probably came up with the idea. Safira bought into it. Can you imagine if Safira had said, no, honey. No. Listen, my husband, I know we need money for personal stuff. We'll sell the land for 10 million. We'll take the 5 million to meet our needs. And we'll give the 5 million to the church. And we'll tell the apostles, we sold it for 10 million, but we also have needs in our lives. This is what we can give. God loves a cheerful giver, not a compulsive giver. Not the one you force to give. You people should give in this church, oh. Our roof is falling off now. You are all sitting down here. Is your roof like this at home? I don't care. Any money, give, give. Any kind of money, Yahoo money, give, give. God will purify it. I will plead the blood of Jesus on it. The spirit of greed. So they connived. The husband went to church. Service was ongoing. He brought the money. Looked Acts chapter 5. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, beautiful woman, his wife. Look at the name Sapphira. It's like Sapphire. Sapphire is a precious, precious stone. It's one of the foundation stones of the new Jerusalem where we will live with Jesus Christ. Sapphira. Beautiful on the outside, but internally. Men. Men. I know we are wired to move according to what we see. In the direction of what we see. But we are not spiritually wired to walk by sight. 
you can see a lady from the back and you like what you see. And you begin to follow from afar. She crosses the road, you cross the road. Normally you're supposed to go left, but she's going right. And you're still liking what you see, you follow right. Men, am I speaking your mind? Be careful. Not all that glitters is gold. The same with ladies. Don't walk by sight. It's tall, dark, and handsome. Smells nice. Speaks Queen's English. As in pastor, you don't get it. If you don't get it, forget it. It just might be a very handsome devil. It's not written on the forehead. Men who kill their wives. It's never written on the forehead. Some of them are very gentle guys on the outside. It takes the Holy Ghost to reveal the heart. Anyway, so they sold their possession. Yes. Media, my time is up. Quickly, please. I need to stop. And kept back part of the price. Was it wrong to have kept back part of the price? No. But they lied. That was the error. Alright? So his wife also being privy to it. His wife being privy to it. You will soon be married. Some of you. When you get married, any man can make a mistake. Oh, don't get it. Including pastor. Can make it. Anybody can make a mistake. But when he is about to make the mistake and he brings you on board to reason with you, help him to get back in line. And say, Pasito, wah, ejoku, ejino le man for olombo wakbe, koyeki omolonu. I'm sorry if you don't speak Yoruba language. When your husband wants to go into error, sit him down and talk to him. A friend told me, he said, whenever he wants to spend his tithe, when he makes money and he wants to. He's tempted to spend his tithe. His wife actually encourages him to spend the tithe. See, you, another business will come now. God will understand. We have needs now. Ah. If you want to spend your tithe as a man, your wife should say, no, never. We are not going to eat our seed with our fruit. The fruit is ours to eat. The seed is ours to keep and to sow. So we can be qualified for another harvest. Because according to Genesis 8.22, while this earth remained, seed, time, harvest will not cease. But no. Ah, honey, take us to Chicken Republic. We, I don't care whether it's tight or not. You will give it some other time. God will understand. Ah, God is in heaven. He understands that we're in Nigeria. I beg I'm hungry. I'm actually hungry. A good wife will say, even if that's the last dime, we'll give it to the Lord. It belongs to the Lord. Father, we will open our mouth and you will fill it up. Nobody ever trusts God and ever, ever gets put into shame. I've been young, Psalm 37 verse 25. Now I'm getting old. Yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. Psalm 34 and verse 5. Their faces will not be ashamed. They looked to him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed. 
Psalm 37 verse 19 in the NLT, he said they will not be disgraced in hard times. Even in famine, they will have more than enough. My children know these scriptures because I have taught them. In this house, we don't spend our tithe, we give it to God. Not so Ananias and Sapphira. So they lied. Acts chapter 5. Thank you, media. God bless you. Ananias came to church. Verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias. You know, there's a way somebody calls your name, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit has revealed something. Ananias. I guess Peter was fasting. He couldn't really shout. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? I lied to the apostle. I didn't lie to the Holy Spirit, sir. And to keep back part of the price of the land. Church, was Peter there when he was selling the land? And he was keeping back part of the price? Was Peter there? But was the Holy Spirit there? So who told Peter what had happened? The Holy Spirit. So be careful. The next time you want to lie to your pastor, be careful. The next time you want to lie to your parents, be careful. Especially if they are full of the Holy Ghost. When their nose begins to itch them. Hmm? Say that, that thing you said. Say it, say it again. Uh, uh, sir, actually, what happened was that, you know, when the story is now long, you know. So, sir, as I was coming, so a rat and a cat were now fighting on the road. So the road now broke into two. I was now trying to join the road, sir. <laughs> when I asked my son for an account of something. So what happened between you and your sister? Daddy. This is what happened. <laughs> I know that somebody wants to change the story a little bit. Because, you know, sisters, they will just be straight to the point. Daddy, he, 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 just, he just said something he was not supposed to say. He said something that is not scriptural. Is it? Bros, what happened? Daddy. This, this is what happened. Don't. I just asked you a question. Peter said to Ananias, whilst it remained, when that land was still there, was it not yours? Church, answer. When the land was there, was it not yours? And after it was sold, was it not in your own power? Why have you now conceived why have you not conceived this thing in your heart? Thou has not lied to men. You have lied to God. Ah, and he died. Next verse. He heard the word, fell down, gave up the ghost, and great fear came upon all that had the account. Three hours later, Madam Safi, Satan come on for rodeo. Our sponsors, church. We are the ones that sponsor the church. You see that pastor's car that is smoking? We will change it soon. Hallelujah. After doing our makeup and everything. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Three hours later. She came to church three hours later. Service started nine. She came at twelve. Sadu and Samigo, Sadu, Kosija and Sosi. Embody of another bank. Just enter the church and meet the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's all I need. Oh, All I need is grace. Oh, grace. Lord, your grace. I don't need the preaching. I don't need the prayer. God has blessed us. We are made. Oh. She entered the church. Usher said, welcome, ma. Ma, you came, please. Would you sit at the back? Shh. Do you know who I am? The wife of Ananias, the sponsor of the church. Excuse me. So she found a seat in front. And Peter saw her. Peter said, please come. Sister Safira. Peter now gave her a chance to repent. Verse 8. After she had come in. Verse 8. Peter said to her, Tell me, please, whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Oh, yeah. Yeah? For so much. Excuse me. Oh. Do you know before she answered yes, her heart would have pricked her. Every time you want to lie as a child of God, the Holy Ghost tells you, you're running here. You want to lie. You want to lie. You want to lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I better come on face. Make a lie this one. After service, I'll go and repent. Lord, have mercy on me. Like tomorrow is Valentine now. Some people will have sex. The day after, they will repent. Or tomorrow night, they will repent. May you not have premarital sex tomorrow in Jesus' name. Yeah. Anyways, so, you see what happened? Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together? How? These were born again people. Tongue talking. Shambri kataruka tekele to tututu yatata. When you hear some people speak in tongues, you think, oh God, do they have the original Holy Ghost? They have original Mosa fake. Because the way they speak in tongues is like their assistant Holy Ghost is, is on point. David O'Shea. Like, and you see the body language. In, in sync with the language. But you, your tongue is like, kaka, kaka, you're not feeling it. <laughs> Safira was one of those very hyper spiritual sisters. Oh, Prish Karabahandesala. You see, ha, luau. And that day I came to, I gave my life to Christ. It was that brother Zachary that lay hand on me. I wanted Pastor Fred to lay hand on it was Pastor Fred that lay hand on that sister. See the way she's speaking in tongues. Very smooth. And to frenem asha. Oh, oh, asha, But that brother Zacchaeus, I will never forgive him. I wanted to dodge my head. He said, no, he pulled me. He laid hands on me. Look at my tongue. Kakata, kakata, kakata. 
it will amaze you what goes on in the minds of people. Church, am I speaking your mind? <laughs> Glory to God. You know why I love this church? The church is so lively. We can be here till 2 p.m. and we'll, we'll just enjoy ourselves. But, we're, but we have to close. We have to close. How come that you have agreed together to lie to the Spirit of the Lord? Please, don't agree with anybody to lie to the Holy Spirit. If they want to lie, let them go and lie. Imagine if Adam had not agreed with Eve to disobey God, to eat that fruit. Our narratives would have changed today. Imagine if Ananias didn't agree with Sapphira or Sapphira didn't agree with Ananias. Their narratives would have changed. Behold the feet of them which have buried your husband at the door and they shall carry you out. And she died right there. And the news spread abroad. Fear came upon everybody. You would normally think that that church would shrink and die. Because a church where a couple died in one service. Yeah? Oh boy, me I know the God that can show show. small life, we best in life. Only God not get you low. Me not the God that can show again, no. One small life, the person pay me. Sick again, now. Who not the lie? Who not the lie? Pastor, not the lie. Pastor, go talk, say five minutes more, 50 minutes, did they there, not be lying. The Lord will have mercy on all of you. Normally, that church should just shut down. The kind of business way that they do require me person lie small. Small lie. If you don't lie, no shop. For where they want, they're they shop. Then I want to call a workshop. So, because I still want to leave, I'm not going to that church again. But because it was the Holy Spirit who, who was at work, see what happened. A great multitude joined the church. Give me verse 10, 11, 12, 13. Quickly, please. 13, go to 13, 12, 13, 14. 14. And believers were the more added to the Lord. Multitudes. Not 10 people. Not 100. Multitudes. They didn't have enough room anymore in the church. They started multiple services. It still was not enough. They were using the streets. Street turned to church. Verse 15. Men and women were added to them in so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. Why? So that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And what happened? Next verse, please. This is where we stop. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks. And what happened? And them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. How many of them? How many of them? Not one person escaped the power of God. This was a strange thing. We didn't record this in the ministry of Jesus. Peter was operating in a strange realm. 
helped by Jesus. They put people on Badebo Street, Alafia Street, Darlington Street, <laughs> Okumade, Obembe, Craig Avenue. The streets were filled with beds and couches. People you will call invalid. They couldn't stand. They couldn't walk. And Peter walking through them. Anyone within his shadow length that he didn't even pray for. Anyone, because the shadow does not do the healing, it's because Peter was surrounded by an electromagnetic spiritual field. He carried the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost sat on him. If Peter walked by you like this, you just got healed. You just got healed. Can we have a repeat of that in our days? Habakkuk cried to God in Habakkuk chapter 3. And I think it's verse 2. Either verse 2 or verse 15. Verse 2. He said, Oh Lord, I have had thy speech, I was afraid. Oh Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. Give it to me in NIV. You will understand it better now. NIV. Habakkuk 3.2. He said, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. Ah! That our sisters will go to the lecture theater in UI or UCH or whatever school you are in. You are in the lecture theater just sitting down. Somebody comes with some charms to injure a fellow student or the lecturer or maybe even you. But because you are there, because you are there, you are not praying just because you are there, they are not able to perform their enterprise. I had a true life story. A very prayerful lady wanted to see a friend of hers. That friend of hers was a member of a white garment church. So she said, I'm not criticizing any church. I'm just telling you what happened. The white garment lady said, come and meet me in my church. I have a prayer meeting. So this Pentecostal lady was full of the Holy Spirit. I'm very prayerful. Went to that church. But her friend was not yet there and there was no service. So she just sat in the auditorium. The shepherd man was inside the vestry where he was conjuring some work that he wanted to give somebody. He was conjuring it. But as he was conjuring, he was not successful. The thing didn't come together. He said, what is wrong here? So he left the vestry and came into the sanctuary or the auditorium and found a strange lady sitting down. Said, ah, this is the person. Say, please, get out. He said, excuse me, I'm sorry, sir. Have I disturbed you? Please go! I'm here to see one of your church members. Please go, go, go! Drove her out. The man later confessed. Who was that friend of yours? I was walking in the secret place. Our presence will not allow the thing to, to come together. I know another story of a man of God who got called by his neighborhood association. He said, please, can you leave this estate for us or we leave this estate for you? Because every time we want to do our thing and we are meeting in our coven and you start that your makashakarakaka, he said, we are not able to achieve anything. You jam our network. 
Can somebody be a child of God enough to carry the presence of God wherever you go such that even when they gather, they will not prosper <laughs> because somebody has brought the presence of the Lord in the days in which ritual killing is all over the place when you don't even know who to trust. Can you be full of the Holy Spirit? Can you pray without ceasing? Jesus said in Luke 18, 1, men ought always to pray and not faint so that strange things can begin to happen. I encourage you with my story. I was a teacher many years ago, not a pastor, just an ordinary use of English teacher. I was led in my spirit to pray for my students that year. I told all of them after my class, get up, let's pray. I led them to Christ. As I was praying for them, laying hands, I had not reached a particular Muslim girl who was wearing hijab when she fell on the floor and started speaking in tongues. Then I prayed for the rest of them. There was a particular lady, Timmy, in my class then, whose parents were in Texas in the U.S. But they had a family prophet in Nigeria. So whenever they came to Nigeria, they would take their children and go and pray at that prophet's church. She told me this story. She said, Pastor, as soon as we stepped into the man's office, the man screamed and said, You, you, where did you go? Where did you go to pray? Who prayed for you? Who prayed? She said she was mesmerized. Nobody prayed for me. Then the parents looked at her, Timmy, tell the truth. Nobody prayed for me. Then the younger brother, who was also in that class, said, Ah, could it be Uncle Fred? So, it was just our English teacher. He was not a pastor. He was an English that prayed for us. He just prayed for everybody. The man said, mm -mm. something happened. I didn't prepare for it. She came back to tell the story herself. See, the way God wants to use you is beyond you. Are you ready? Stand on your feet, everybody. I give you my heart I give you my soul I live for you alone Every breath that I take Every moment I'm away Lord, have your way Sakataya, 30 seconds. Lord, 
flow through my life flow through my life I don't want to be ordinary anymore use my life take it and use it take it and use it somebody praying in the Holy Ghost somebody praying in the Holy Ghost Amen. I wish we could continue, but I have to stop. Time is fast spent. All eyes closed. Favor, please come over. Is there anyone here this morning who would like to reconnect with Jesus? You want to give your heart to Jesus or you want to rededicate? You want me to pray with you? Lift your hand quickly. Lift your hand above your head. I want to pray with you. You've had God's word and you want to respond. Lift it above your head. Yeah, do it quickly. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Now take a step. Come and join me right here. God bless you. God bless you, my sisters. Come, come, come. The sister under the gallery, lifting your hand. Please come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. La barada basakata ya la bahande. Any more that would like to come this morning and say, Pastor, I want to give my heart to Jesus. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. these words after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. The Bible says, Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe it. The Bible also says, He rose again for my justification. I also believe it. Dear Jesus, Come into my heart right now. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. I surrender to you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me pray for you. Precious Holy Spirit, rest, rest on them. Wash them in the blood of Jesus. Write their names in the Lamb's book of life. Come upon them and tabernacle here in the name of Jesus. Shanda Begin to speak in tongues in the name of Jesus.